703. A moment or two early. Good morning. Welcome to uh, the Morning Reboot, the podcast edition. There's no songs. There's no commercials. There's just people and voices that I think you like. Either either you like us and we appreciate that or you hate listen to the show. Oh, oh, did you fall off the bed? I don't know what that was. What's going on? Oh. Yeah, get that guitar. Hit it, Gary Clark Jr. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, me too. Oh, the munchies? <laughs> We're not, uh, we don't, we don't talk about, uh, Superman is not a real big part of, like, modern pop culture. Um. Because his movies suck. Y- yes, yes. <laughs> yes, uh, that's exactly why. They're not good. No, it's totally fine to call the baby, the baby ugly. Uh, um, <laughs> so... We don't we don't know about him as much. We know stuff. He flies. He's from Krypton, Kryptonite. Blah blah blah. You know, parents sent him away, and he was baby in Kansas. Uh, but I always forget this until I remember that I know it. Do you know what how Superman gets his strength? The sun. Yeah. Okay. So you do know. Yes. Um, I I I don't know why I didn't know more about that, but that's totally me. Like yesterday, I was uh, I went to Kroger after work, and I needed to get uh, Jordans. What's that? (laughs) With the Kroger never like you need to get Jordans. I was getting I needed air in my tires, um, and I could just feel the sun beating down on me, and I could feel it, feel it helping me course energy through my veins and my body. And I don't I like I'm an introvert, but I definitely need the sun. And I, I, I guess most people are like that. Like, sun is the source of so much life, sun and water. But I'm very Superman-like. I, I, I have tons of energy as the... Uh, you'd like it right now. Because uh, soon after I open up the blinds in here, at like, when I get in, about four or so, and it's so nice that it's light now, and I start to see light around 5.30 in the morning. Well, collectively, I was down for the count yesterday. I said collectively, I got up. In the 24-hour time span, collectively, and I'm not exaggerating, I cooked dinner, ate, I'll say, 43 minutes. I was up yesterday. I did not feel good. I was, like, down for the count. What was, is this the, uh, let, let's, we didn't do a podcast yesterday, so we can yeah. do let's, so. I get these things under my armpit that, um, oh, she told me, carnuckle, carbuckle, it, it's the, it's the scientific term, I'm going to say it wrong, but I get, um, my, um, sweat glands under my armpit swell up, or they get infected, and it only happens when I excess, when excessively sweat, which never happens, so, or when I clog them by putting on deodorant. Um, and I'm allergic to deodorant. And the reason how we found out that I'm allergic to deodorant at a young age is one time I put it on my hand, my arm, and my arm swelled up. So, like the stripe where I put it on, my skin kind of like got this irritation. So yesterday, we'll say it, my abscess or boil mm. opened. <laughs> yeah, we'll just say it. Everyone has them. It's it's common. Um, four, four million people across the U.S. common because I Googled it. So it opened at like 4 o'clock actually. Like I was laying on my bed, not going into detail. Like I felt my arm get relief of pressure. We'll put it that way. 
and it got warm. So I was like, what the? Oh, and then I had smelled it, and I was like, oh, shit, not now. So I was cleaning up my arm all day yesterday, so that is why there was no podcast. And for anyone who has an abscess, um, they can appear anywhere, but it, it drains you. It, it Honestly, you can have... Your energy level, gonna take it to a nerd right here. Your energy level on like 10,000. But when this thing started draining yesterday, I messaged you at like what time? Five? Uh, I, yeah. It was a little morning. earlier. It was a little earlier. And I was just like, you know what? I don't have the energy. It, it takes you out. And then I don't know if it's the body's way of recovering, but I didn't wanna do anything yesterday. Like, I felt. Fatigue, like I just kept saying I was sick, like I wasn't sick, like there was no cough, achiness, fever. It was just. It makes you feel crappy, and it takes your energy. I was, I was down for the count, and like my mom was like, "Are you sure you're okay? Call your doctor." But I was like, "But like the doctors, they don't do the calls anymore, but they have this thing on Mercy Health called my chart." So, message my doctor. She's like, "Oh, send me a picture." I send her a picture, and she's like, "Yep, you have it." And I was like, "I know." I could remember I used to be religious going to the ER and um, urgent care, but like I was like, now I have a doctor, and I was like, just tell me. I know what it is, girl. So, But she put me in antibiotics, and I didn't pick them up, so when we're done today, that's what I'm going to do. That's my that's my homework today, is to go pick up my antibiotics. I looked up car knuckle, and nothing came, like an auto part came up. <laughs> here, I'll, you talk, here, I'll find the legal term. She put it in the email. Okay, uh, we've got a lot to talk about, and I'm waiting to hear from our friend Lexi. I should probably text her. Um, she was invited to be on today, so we can get to the bottom of why Pride was, air quotes, really canceled. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that, and we'll talk about the other. We can talk about the other thing that, that Carbuncle. Carbuncle. Okay. Carbuncle. C A R B U N C L. Sounds like a nickname for like a child car hey you little carbuncle hey you little carbuncle there you go um I'm oh gonna... my husband's on tv look at him in his new mask today if uh if lexi doesn't hop on before like 7 30 i'll get her and jeffy will join us yay we're gonna have jeff around 7 45 and uh, dennis is supposed to chat with me dennis today. who dennis Sawan. oh he's my man crush monday every day and i've heard a rumor that he's single. Oh, that would be sad, though. Yeah, I, I might get us all... Is what I would say it. as a normal person, but as a right. budding gay man. Dennis or you? Because you've, you've, you've blossomed. Oh, no, no, no. I've... I've, I've, I've what, is, what, is the dude, what is it called when the flowers close their petals in quarantine? They That's die? what I've been doing. No! Hibernate? I don't know. Yeah, I've been hibernating. Listen, 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 Linda. Once they're like, you're free from your house. Listen, I'm going to be the gayest thing up and down Adam Street. I have seven weeks to reclaim of gayness. <laughs> um, all right. Well, may, I'll, I'll try to get him on uh, earlier because I don't need him for what I initially needed him for anyway. I needed him to be on the PSA program for this weekend. But Sandy Spang and I spoke for a while yesterday, so we knocked out a – we checked our box of 20 minutes. Um, some quick hit things. Um I went, when I went to Kroger yesterday, I was expecting uh, there to be lesser meat, but they had plenty of meat. Ex- Can you guess the one meat they were extremely low on? I would say hamburger, but I feel like that's what everyone else would say. Okay. I think you said that they were low on. They were low on this. Probably turkey. No. That's what I eat. 
No, they it, it. maybe it's because it said like limit two. Um, <laughs> there was only about if if I'm looking at the section of it, there was only about a twenty percent of the bacon left. <laughs> <gasps> How dare they? But you know, I got listen. I got four packs of bacon in my freezer. Yeah, the the bacon was all picked over, probably because there were no limits on it. But yeah, other than that, it was a heavy shopping experience yesterday. Uh, had my mask on, walked around the store. Most people did at Kroger. You know, nice little experience there. Um, I I would encourage people wherever they're going to to call or check ahead because just because places are open are are allowed to be open with the, the guidelines in place, um, not all of them are. Like I saw it this morning, there's a taco place, four one nine tacos. Do you know it? Heard of it. Okay. Um, they're just doing uh, carry-out, like family-style meals. They want to do a patio. Oh, the- is this the thing where the patios are allowed to be open now? Yeah. Ish? Uh, cool. I say quote-unquote because I know many, like you just said, many places are just like, nope, we're still going to carry out business the way we're doing it. Yeah, because it makes more sense for them to, they need to be all the way open or stay as is. Mm-hmm. Um, only two of the balance locations are open, and they said, CJ from there, uh, said they're just going to do what they're doing now for another month or so so they can make sure all their P's and Q's are taken care of. Uh, when I looked at the mall directory yesterday, I thought it was like only half the stores were open. I read something today that said it was, it was even less than that. Um, hold on. Lex I don't think any of them. Okay. I don't, and as this is inside information because I work at the mall, I don't, not sure if any of the big, big four are open. I'm trying to think of the areas. There's Penny's, Macy's. What's next to Macy's? Dead Dillard's? No, it's in the other end, but... I don't think we're open. Like, I know I'm not open. Yeah, on the directory, it, it just lists all the stores, and then it says temporarily closed. Um, yeah. So we can talk about this, and then we'll dive into that, that to that idiot lady. Um and and some Bless of her heart. how that story is, is still unfolding. Because yesterday, it, it pricked a nerve with me. Um Yesterday at finish line, people were lining up to get Jordans. Now, I thought, so those Jordans were, did a pre-release for like Nike club members a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Then, then I think they were, there was a, a wide release on retail sites over the weekend. So I don't know why people were lined up yesterday unless finish line either held off their lottery or people were picking them up. But the, the upshot of this is. That's a lot of people who are picking them up. Yeah, they they get decent inventory for Jordans these days. It's if you want a shoe and you've got the money, it, it, as long as you you don't wait days, you can probably get it. But there was a decent lot of people. Many of the people had masks. But what drew my attention, why I sent it to your way, was um, the two people at the front of the line didn't have masks and were not six feet apart. And I'm not disappointed in them because I expect that. I thought the mall was going to be stricter with enforcing this. Listen, so. No, they're not going to be stricter with that. You know there's like that curfew thing still in the mall? I still see teenagers just roaming those really? streets. Yeah, like I like I like I do love I'm not, I'm not employed by the mall. I'm employed by pennies. I'm just well, if we're looking like the mall's the landlord. We'll put it that way. I live at pennies. But they don't really enforce anything. Like there's been many a times that like and I know we're at entrance to the mall, so I know that that um curfew law doesn't really abide to pennies per se but like i see many a teenagers after the quote-unquote curfew stroll right into the mall and that's nothing against the mall or like the mall security like i'm not gonna take down a thousand 
teenagers. Like, if they're right. not bothering anything, just right. let them do their thing. So, like, when you just said what you said, I'm like, oh, he expected so much more. Nope. I know. Nope, I'm sorry. Nope. <laughs> it, was on the, it, it was it was sternly written on the on the mall's website. So I wasn't disappointed at people, although for And me, also, you're not going to come between someone and their Jordans. You've seen many of viral videos. Absolutely I, not. I, I thought the, the mall security might might do something but you've just tell, told me why my expectations were, were too high because it as people have said it's hard for store employees to act like i would and be like i am not i am not servicing you i will not let you purchase those things here without a mask on her and we're probably going to have more and more of these stories in the in the coming weeks places that stores that require masks and employees um, trying to be the sheriff, which I'd like them to be, but it's a very tough position to put them in. It's even a tough position to put, you know, their mall security or. I oh, forget. it's Wednesday. You're about to hear banging. Sorry. I hear. I, I hear. The, I hear them pull the brakes up. <laughs> All right. I, so yeah, it, it's tough. Casey told me where the, I think the people are called like they're not mall security; they're mall and customer ambassadors or something. It's hard. Okay. It's it's hard unless they really want to be tyrannical, like I would be, to to forcefully. You know, say, hey, look, I, I can't have you in here. You're not six feet apart. And then, mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do? Pull out a tape measure. And then before you know it, you have a, a terrible situation like, what, the family dollar or something up in Flint where an employee got shot? Yeah. Yeah. And, and also you got to think maybe the angle of the picture, because I did see your picture and, like, and I saw many pictures. They were taken from the same angle. Like maybe there was a ambassador president, security presence. But, like, that probably would have made me feel more easy just knowing that there was someone there. But like you said, it's just, I think it's just common sense now. Like, we've been under such, like, I mean, it's not law, it's not a law yet, but like, we've been under such, like, strict guidelines, that's the best way to put it, that, like, I, for shoes, you're just standing right next to someone, especially if you said it's like a lottery and you know you're already guaranteed to get them. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just like, and why it, are you, they were like... Like cattle, that's the way, best way I could describe it. Like, no one was really practicing social distance, but I did, like you said, I did notice people were wearing masks, and I think in one of the pictures, a few people had gloves on. So, like, that's cool. I and mean, I'm just happy that the um, what, the employees, they seemed like they were very safe as well. Well, I think any place that opened, I think that's the, the governor's orders are if you're going to open retail restaurant, you've, you've got to wear a mask. But yeah, and you know what? I get it. People, I can understand why you're bitching about wearing a mask, but the two people at the front of that line, no mask, and it, and there's no kind of impact on you. Like, no one's taking anything away from you by saying, can you back up two feet to make everybody safe? Right. Ladies and gentlemen. Did someone join us? I hear ladies popping. Ladies and gentlemen, sexy labels is on. <laughs> uh, oh, it's too early to call her sexy. Sexy labels. <laughs> good morning, Lexi Staples, everybody. Hello. Oh, good morning. Can uh, it's it's a little chirpy on your end. Can you hear us? Okay. I can hear you okay. There's a little popping, but otherwise I can hear you. Yeah, I think yeah. that's on, on your end, and hopefully we can work through Can you hear Floyd okay? Hello. Yeah, he sounds cute and adorable. Thank Perfect. you, as always. Good morning. Bye. Good morning. We'll, we'll dive right into this. The real reason that Pride festivities were canceled this year is because Lexi is pregnant again, and she's too lazy to put the events on. <laughs> I hate you, Eric. No, you don't. <laughs> I tried to defend you the other day, Lexi, but he wasn't having it. And I was like, you know what? 
Get her on so she can defend herself. I was. I know. Tired. I would like to say that that day I got a text message that was like, "Is this why you guys really canceled Pride? Like people are texting me and asking. I'm like, yes. Everything else was canceled in the city because of COVID, but Pride oh, was canceled. Oh no, my pregnancy. I was talking to uh, Fred about this yesterday, and he he liked he liked uh, the idea of you canceling because you're pregnant. And congratulations, this is so 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 good. Frankie's going to be a big brother. Yeah, um, we're so excited. Does he know? Uh, he knows. He uh, he uh, squishes my belly and such. Mm. Oh, okay. So, I don't know what he thinks. He probably thinks there's a cat, but whatever. Fred, Fred at SPD liked the idea, and he planted the seed in my mind that you know what, you're not like you're not only resp- your pregnancy is not only responsible for canceling uh, Pride, but Jeep Fest, but rib off and everything. The rib Great. off, yeah. the gap. Your, the your belly gas. is the apocalypse. Way to Thanks, go, Lexi. Way to go, Lexi. So I created a, a a fake virus just to get out of Pride this year. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not a virus. Don't you call your your offspring a virus? It's a baby. No, I meant the whole Corona excuse. No, you didn't make that up. That's legit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we're just canceling because of the other. Because of, because of the pregnancy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on board. I just have to. I just have to get. I have to get. You know, hip to what you're saying. Let me tell you what the hell you're in for. If you didn't already know, I mean, I hope tell things me everything. Are, I, how how far along are you? Uh, 26 weeks. So when do you do? Um, I I hope to have it there early August or. Early August. I love when like women like when men ask because I do this. I'm like, oh, how far along are you? And they're like. 26 weeks. I'm like, what does that mean? When are you due? Like, and and like, 13 minutes. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I needed break, broken out. It's kind of like, we're like, how old is your baby? They're like 24 months. I'm like, that's two years old. Okay, okay, what it- here's what it is. You have to stay pregnant for like 39 weeks with a C-section and 40 weeks in real life. So my goal is 39 weeks. And okay. Week. All right. <laughs> Thank you for breaking that down for me. I'm like, I'm so confused. Like, also, a- fun Fun fact, we had everything planned for Pride um, with me not being able to be there. You know, I was going to be next door in in the hotel hanging out and making sure, you know, if I had to run over, I could do something. But yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to to actually be there. So we I mean, it was going to be a different it was going to be a different uh, planning experience this year. Anyway, we were working through it. And then it's like, well, okay, I guess I can come next year. Floyd, when uh, when somebody tells you how pregnant they are, have them translate into how many white claws you would have missed if it were your time being pregnant. <laughs> oh That's God, the best so way many. to do it. That's the best way to do it. Uh, Lexi, you know our old friend Jody, right? Yeah, yeah. F- from from the old from the place from the old uh, old time. Yeah, she just finally she's had a, a hellacious because she had like several miscarry. It was awful, oh, and geez. she was in labor for nineteen hours. No, Ooh. thank you. It was mm. it was a, a nightmare, and she's they they like nicked her spine, and she's no. With, so she's got all that shit. But then she told me, and I figured something like this would be the case. I said, if you need anything when Josh goes back to work, I'm I'm happy to help. You know, I've got my days free and I don't see much changing in, in a couple of weeks or whatever. She's like, no one can see the baby. I'm like, what do you mean no one? I'm like, your parents, your, your in-laws are, she's like, no one can. No, yeah. Her, she said her mom went over in like breaking bad meth kind of protective clothing to <laughs> help out for a couple hours. But other than that, no one can see the baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. It's, I, it's, it's. Is that normal or just because what's going on? 
because of what's going on. Okay, I'm like is everything is so much different right now. Um, you know, I had to go get an ultrasound and you have to get like ID'd and wash your hands before you walk into the hospital with like with like the washing stations we have at Pride and then like get a mask issued to you, get your temperature taken, and somebody walks you to your appointment and you're like, Oh, this feels so joyous <laughs> and then you have to be like by yourself the whole time. I'm like, ah, that, that, that's but, how it was the other day for my doctor's appointment. Like I had to do, they made me do all that protocol too, and I'm like, I'm just here for a chest X-ray. Right, it's real. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's necessary, but it's right. real. Like it's just, it's everything's everything's crazy right now. I thought, why do I feel like when you were pregnant the first time, wasn't Nicole gonna have this one? You know what? I was like, first off, I was like, I'm never gonna do that. I would never have a baby. Then Nicole's like, how'd you figure out you had a uterus when you were 36? I was like, you know what? Don't th- don't throw shade. I knew I had it. I just wasn't going to use it. You know? And then I was like, I would never have another one. Then I was like, you know what? Frankie's kind of cute. Maybe I will. And then I'm 100 years old. So they were like, uh, if you're going to do it, like, she do can't go. Yeah. Wait, wait, I thought Nicole was going to be the one to carry this one, though, if you she had a second. She was going to, but then I, then I like, got all, like, weird and, like, I think I want to have another baby. Oh, you got selfish uterus. Oh, I got, I got, I got all, you know, weird about it and wanted to make another baby. And here we are. So that's what happened. Here we are. Well, congratulations. It was certainly, I, I, I felt better. Um, You don't put things up in big headlines or billboards because I found out like I guess way late the algorithm didn't deliver your great news to me until like a day later and I said to Floyd I was like when did you find out he not much later after me so you did yeah, a good job keeping it quiet we were trying to keep it quiet like I think we would have announced probably um you know a, a month or two sooner but this whole like then we were like off work and then it was like everything feels really weird and like, it doesn't feel like a time to announce something like joyous. You know what I mean? Like it just felt strange. Did you guys make it a movie poster? Uh, my friend Michelle made it for us. I fucking love that. (laughs) And, but then it was like all creepy, which seemed really funny before the apocalypse. And I was like, Oh, now like it's, things are actually scary. Like like, which of those, which of those characters on the poster is going to die? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it, um, whatever. It just all seems weird. But thank you for being excited. I'm, I'm very yeah, excited. We we'll are. make we, another baby Eric. We, for those that don't know, uh, Frankie looks like me when I was a little boy. Um, like, he, he's a, a lot. Good, he's a good kid. He's he's really good, and I miss seeing you guys. Um, the reason Lexi was welcomed on is... Uh, with that to defend my honor to defend your right. honor but also, and you did very well by the way thank i'm you. thank I'm, you floyd i'm going to now tell everybody lexi's address um <laughs> it's great it's 708 high road in toledo ohio because uh lexi will not get involved in a in a poo throwing contest with some idiot lady for those that don't know somebody named christy kill um said one paraphrasing one good thing came out of the pandemic pride was canceled um she took down that post wisely but left commenting open on the rest of her facebook post and lots of rainbows appeared um her so she's part of some kind of lucas county gop group and someone named mark wagoner uh had an apology non-apology and was pretty 
lazy and shitty, but I don't know. I'm guessing you guys know. And Lexi, I know that you like to live on the high road, so that's why I wanted to get involved because one, the apology was shitty. And two, I don't know if you guys knew this, and Flood, you were asleep all day yesterday. People have been going to her employer and our side, the, the our side, the fringy people on our side are getting all riled up. Yeah. So, so, um, I too am a high roader, but Deja is not. So, <laughs> <laughs> I said I what I said. Deja's Deja so, origin is Pettyville. So, here's the thing. I, so like, someone had shared it with me early on, even before, she, I think it like before it tapped out, I got like 400 likes or 400 um, reactions because most of it was just angry or sad faces. So, like, it. Right. The post was doomed before it even got traction. So, like, I read it, and I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. Then someone's like, no, she, she's very anti this. So I went to her page, and I go, mmm, she's one of those people. So I made a comment saying that she could probably benefit from a gay because her makeup wasn't that cute, which I don't think was that bad. But, like, before she deleted it, I got, like, 200 loves on the comment. So I was just like, ooh, a lot of people saw this. That's rude. But here's the thing. Um, I'm also one of those people I get people will not agree with, and it's not even a lifestyle, because I was born this way. They won't agree with certain things that we say, certain things we do. Just like we won't agree with certain things that they believe. However, I I do want to, I want to interrupt and move us along, because there's other parts of this. I I obviously... No, I'm just going to say, however, we don't post about it on Facebook and make it a big fucking deep thing. Right. But... It was a deal because she said something ignorant and stupid and hateful, um, and then it became the right kind of deal, and wisely she took it down. I mean, it, it, you, it was gone from Reddit. I mean, people had the screenshot. It, it was it was wild. There are uh, many, but, many a screenshot. I'm with you there. Yeah. Uh, obviously, she was dead wrong. I, I, I wanted to discuss this today because the apology was was bullshit. There was no remorse or contrition. All they would have had to do was Google boilerplate public apology and they could have copy and pasted that. But there's no, this person does not represent the values of all of us, which is true. Like, not all religious people are homophobic lunatics. Great example, Floyd, our friend Ben Snyder from Cedar Creek. Not, not all Republicans are homophobic assholes, but there was like none of that in the apology, yeah. which is bullshit. And then, so people went to her, her where she works, and it's some kind of hospice provider, and people have started commenting, and they said, I don't want to give the name out, you can find it on your own, they said, we're aware of the situation, and we're looking into it to see if we need to take action. And then again, like our side, the fringy people on our side, will, like want blood, without kind right. of knowing that that place has to do their due diligence, and I think we all know, because we've worked in corporations and businesses, that you could m- stab somebody in the eye and hold their body over an eye pass on 75 and go, we've got to check with legal first. Well, and, and let me speak to that for one second, because um, right away, the owners of that company did contact Pride. Um, they did reach out, and I talked to them, and they're a small, they're a small locally owned business here. Um, I'm not saying that anyone's going to want anything less than uh, her being fired. Um, But, you know, their policy does not make it so that they're going to actually just tell people whatever the disciplinary action is. Right. They are. That's most businesses. Yeah. And they're very upset that that this happened. I believe that's why the Facebook books came down, not because she had a change of heart. Um, I believe it's because of her, her employer. And I think, um, 
they're trying their best to uh, deal with this. And so, you know, I, it's, it's a small Toledo business and I'd like to see them not, you know, run through the mud for this because it's not the way that they feel. They have several LGBT employees from what I understand. Um, you know, I, I can't say anything other than that cause I don't know them personally, but I had mm-hmm. a good conversation with the owner, um, at length a couple of days ago and, you know, she's just like, I don't know what to do when people are being so, so cruel. And I'm like, I am so sorry. Also, yeah, this lady started a, I, I guess we're cursing on this one. Yes, yeah, so so shit. Yes, yeah, we cursed on the podcast. For everybody. Yeah. yeah, so. And I'm one of those people, like, I would never, I, I don't think that far. Like, once someone says something ignorant on Facebook, I just, I say my piece and move on. I don't go into, like, their life history or their job history. Man, people did. Uh, I, I, I say keep her job because there's going to be nothing worse than an employ, uh, a co-worker looking at her and just going, mm-hmm, okay. Because people know now. You know what I mean? Like, that's worse than losing your job. Right. Knowing knowing you have to work with maybe, quote-unquote, saying someone's name, Lisa, who has a partner whose name is Kim. And you know what I mean? And then Christy right. walks in and you're like, how are you today, Christy? Like, there's nothing worse than killing someone with kindness. Like, but Floyd, I you, like you've talked about before how make it a learning experience. Like, absolutely. Well, and Floyd, you're right. And like, the I think I think killing people with kindness is is what you know, kind of my parents raised us on. So, I mean, the second I saw it, yes, it hurt my feelings right away. Yes, it goes right to your core. But I sent her a Facebook message and said, I would love to explain to you why this why this event is so important to our city and um, why it's so important to so many people. And, like, if you'd like to sit down, I'd be happy to talk to you about it and change your mind. Like, even if you're not from that side, but you're part of of Toledo's uh, governmental body in some way, shouldn't you want thousands and thousands of dollars to come into our city? Right. Like, even, I mean, I mean, that's, like, kind of a a Republican stakeholder. It's like, oh, it brought a bunch of money, you know, right? So you would think that uh, there'd be a way to talk to this person. I didn't hear anything back, obviously. I'm going to... The news, from what I understand. She has not spoken out. Sorry. I'm going to say this. This is the character of Lexi Staples. So just sit back, shut your mouth, and and take this congratulations and ego boost. So one pride, I can't remember what it was. We had the parade and everything, and there were demonstrators and protesters, anti-gay folks, as I like to call them, and I was walking, I don't know if you know where this is going, and they had children. And it was hot that day. Lexi asked the guys, demonstrating, like, hey, can I bring your kids some food? And they said yes or whatever. Do you remember? Lexi yeah. took these kids yeah. to a food truck and got them food, water, and ice cream. Like, that, if that's not a characterization of what we are in the LGBTQ plus community like yeah you can piss us off and yeah we'll go for blood but like she is the perfect example of like killing someone with kindness like they literally had signs that said god hate fags fag love is devil love blah 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 and like lexi took it upon herself to be like you know what we are more than just these signs that you're saying like these are children in this heat so so, like that's a perfect example of where we stand not only as a gay community but as as the glass city community yeah toledo man yeah and to zoom out even farther from this, because everything is exactly right, and um, everything by 
Lexi, and I'm glad you. I'm, I'm really glad that you were on to talk about the, that company reaching out to you and and they, Floyd, like cancel culture that we dislike and a lot. I hate it so we, much. Yes. Went, went after them. Like let let's again. Let's try to make this a learning experience. Let's break some bread. If she had, if they decide to, you know, it costs her her job. It's, so be it. She brought it on herself. But to, to zoom out, and this company is just probably shaken by this because they're so small yeah. and not used to this. But if we zoom out, this is a reminder. As if you, you needed another one. Just because we're in the media, it doesn't only apply to us. It does, maybe a hundredfold. But what you do, even in your personal time, is a reflection on your employer. Um, exactly. We're, mm-hmm. we're, this is not like 20 years or so ago. Now with everybody's availability to social media and pictures and, and video, what you do on your free time still reflects uh, upon your employer. I, and I guess the worst example of this, but still an example is... Still, still an example, though. Who is the, uh, that, that Bedford school board guy? What, what did he oh, know? yes. There was I some, can't remember his name. There, yeah. was something, there was something hateful that he did. We talked and, about it briefly on the morning yeah, show. And we're like the school board, you know, this is not the kind of person you want around students or guiding students. And it would have been upon the school board or the voters to move him out of office. But obviously a lot of people sided with him. So, you know, that made me have a kind of gave a black eye to me for that community. But yeah, when you do, when you act like a drunken fool, when you're out somewhere, or if, you know, Lexi is cursing somebody out in Kroger, that reflects <laughs> upon the organizations and businesses you work with. It's just the world we live in now. Well, and somebody asked me, you know, like about this situation, um, well, doesn't your community care about free speech? Yeah, but we also care about hate speech and even if it wasn't hate speech and it was just free speech, there are consequences for that speech. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't say it. Say whatever mm-hmm. you want, but people get to say it back to you. People get to get to say what they feel coming right back at you. So you don't get to say something without any any recourse, right? That that was um, I don't know if you saw my. I'm happy you said that. Like you said that so well. Like that was my Facebook update yesterday. Like I was nice. just being a joking when I was like, some of you guys have never been to speech and debate, been on a speech and debate team, and it shows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like it's one of those things. Like I was like I said, did that make sense to you? Like, yeah. That makes like you know what I mean? Well. Like like I can hear your argument, but allow me to it process have to agree. your right. Let me allow allow me to process your argument. But if you give me your argument, please allow me to have a rebuttal, and you can agree with that or not, because that is what a conversation is based off of. And, right. But, like, it's not like it's not like she wrote a letter to her mom and mailed it, and accidentally the USPS person or the UPS person <laughs> dropped it. It was opened on the street. We read it. We saw her name, and then we posted on Facebook that it was a private conversation that we accidentally got a hold of. You put this on social media. Your page is public. Hundred, mm-hmm. like I, in the morning, I think it had two shares. By by the evening, it had over 150 shares off of her personal page. Yeah, like those uh, are your settings. That's your you did that. And you know, it's it's amazing how hateful people often want their words out there, but the rest of them are just fucking stupid and don't realize that you are just going to get shot back at. Like uh, Nick Comives always likes to say, and others too. Words matter, and uh, and uh, you know what you do will have consequences. You can say whatever you want. In fact, go be a fucking anti-Semite. Go be a homophobe. Let everybody know so we can scarlet letter you and 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 show you what happens when you're going to be like that. that well, you- and then you shouldn't be in public office. 
Oh, definitely. And and then you shouldn't be in public office, no matter how small the role, right? The the this the Mark Wagner thing and the apology is is to me worse than what the lady said because I I know there's going to be it's like the uh, the cover up is worse than the crime. Like his apology, not apology, is total bullshit. I had to read it like more than once to be like, oh, that's a blanket. I'm, he just pulled a blanket over it. I said, okay. I am glad that they said something. Yeah. I will say that. I'm glad that they said something because silence would be even louder to me. Lexi, do you want to uh, play the trailer game? Sure. What's that mean? Uh, hi, Jeffy McGee. Good to hear you again. Good to talk to you. Oh, I'm not good at this one. I'm not good at this Well, you might be having a better chance than you think because of our focus hi. this week. But hello, okay, Lexi. Jeffy and hello, McGee. everybody. Yeah, hello. hello, everybody. Uh, we got to be careful. Let me let me introduce everybody. Uh, this is the Morning Reboot Podcast. Floyd, the most people we've ever had on a clean feed. It's like a... I don't know. It was like we're doing a Zoom call right now with everybody. Yes, and I'm in my and I'm in my underwear. <laughs> Jeff, I'm not. I'm not sure I needed that uh, mental picture, but I appreciate I the honesty. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> let, let me do a clothing roll call. What's everybody wearing? Um, Lexi, the trailer game. Well, I'll, Jeffy McGee, our pop culture guru, is on. I'll let Jeff explain. The, yeah, uh, I've the heard tra- it. Now I know what it is. Yeah, you'll have a blast. Yep. You'll have a blast. Jeff, go ahead. Yep, and uh, for this uh, version of it, uh, when you want to answer, just go ahead and shout out your name so that uh, we know who's buzzing in at this point. And uh, this week, in honor of the new Al Capone movie that is coming out, uh, directed He's by... He's still Jason. alive? No, 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 but, but it's actually about the last year of his life, and it's, it's uh, made by Josh uh, Trank, who made the... Uh, very good uh, superhero movie Chronicle a few years back and then made the, shall we say, less good uh, Fantastic Four movie that came out a, f- a few years after that. Um, and uh, this one is not getting, like, great reviews, but it's definitely, you know, people are still talking about it. And so we thought we'd focus on movies with gangsters. Now, and I'm are- sorry. I thought it was Al Pacino. No, 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 Capone, not Pacino. <laughs> Jeff, let me but, let me put this out there. So I'm gonna let Floyd and Lexi go at it, and and, and if they can't get it, then I'll hop in. Uh, are you are you conceding defeat your first week after winning for the first time in a year with a 2020 in it? Can't. So- can't can't lose if you don't play. Okay, fair enough. So, all right, so uh, we're gonna be playing clips from the trailers of movies with gangsters. These are all not all necessarily all gangster movies, but they all have gangsters in them. And uh, if you know what the movie is, just shout out your name and take a stab at it. Everybody gets one chance. Okay. Good, Lexi. You good? I'm good. I'm ready. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Let's start with number one on the list, please. Never ran on your friends. And always keep your mouth shut. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Hey, Mom, what do you think? Anybody? Floyd, I'm expecting you to work you here. Floyd. The time I grew up, there was... <laughs> oh, you're not, you can't call in for Floyd. Uh, I, listen, he knows it. I can feel it. it Floyd. Uh, the gangsters. Go ahead, Floyd. Lexi, the gangsters. <laughs> no, it's not called the gangsters. Uh, Floyd. Darn. Gangs of New York? Nope. Eric, good fella. you know this? Yeah, That's good, it's good fellas. fellas. That's oh. good fellas. The one from 1990. I, Jeff, oh, I was four. Jeff, <laughs> can, we do, can we do gay movies? I feel like we're <laughs> we had Maybe this next pl- week. We had this plan before you, you abruptly canceled Pride so rudely. Um, <laughs> I was... 
I was hoping, Jeff, that they're like we talked about Boys in the Hood last week. That's a gangster movie. So I, I hope we get all the colors of gangsters this week. Uh, Eric, maybe don't say things out loud before we get there. Right, okay. Right. <laughs> Let's go to number two on the list, please. What do you want me to do? What I beg you to do? Floyd. Floyd, go ahead. Godfather. That's the Godfather. Very well done. Of course we're going to have to include the Godfather. There's no Yay. way to not include the Godfather on this list. I'm sorry. So, But but uh, Floyd, very good, very good. First point. Lexi, you still have a chance. You said there, are plen- there are plenty of ones in here that are oh. not traditional gangster movies. For sure. Uh, I'm very good at this so far. And, and I'm still counting on Eric's one point as being uh, you know, a, a point, although it was more of a default point. <laughs> as we go to number three on the list, please. This is Los Angeles, gang capital of the nation. Floyd. Floyd. Boys in the hood. Why did you have to say something so early, Eric? Why did you listen, no, no, listen, listen, listen. Let me say something, Jeff. I'm black. Anytime they say game capital of the world in Los Angeles, I'm like, oh, that's either Boys in the Hood or Boys in the Hood. Okay. <laughs> well, there were a few other ones actually that came out almost that same year that dealt with with similar topics like South Central and a couple other movies that really – and uh, New Jack City was not long after that. So there was like a renaissance of uh, movies that, that uh, reflected the African-American gang experience. But – Boys in the Hood is obviously the most iconic and uh, was one of the most successful. And you watch that trailer, and pretty much everybody in it went on to become something bigger as an actor as the years went by. So, in that final scene with Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh yes, Ooh, Lord. Oh yes. So, all right. So, <laughs> Floyd, two, Lexi, not quite on the board yet. Eric, oh. uh, I'm gonna call it negative one for right now. Let's see if anybody gets this one. Let's go to number four on the list, please. Prisoner's discharge, call the next case. You Carlito Brigante, man. You a legend. He's one of us. Looks funny, everybody's pocket big time. He was big. He's just a tough guy. He just got out of Lewisburg, man. Now I am sitting in jail, wondering where you are. Anybody? Floyd! Go ahead. The Untouchables! Nope, that's not The Untouchables. Lexi, the gangsters! I hate to break it to you, but there really hasn't been a movie just called The Gangster. The Gangster. Eric, Eric, oh, can you get, okay. Got Eric, it. Can you get this one? I I don't I don't know. Some kind of like uh, uh, what's his name? May I point out? May I point out that a name was said in there earlier that I thought would be a giveaway. Carlito, Luigi. it's you. That would be Carlito's Way, which is the movie with Al Pacino, which came out where he played a uh, a, a gangster who had long been held in prison and released. It ended up getting a direct-to-video sequel not long after that. So, all right. So, Floyd, two, still. Eric, key one-ish. As we go to number five on the list, please. Tell us, Mr. Wayne. Oh, Floyd! Go ahead. That's the Batman, the Dark Knight one. We'll give. I'll that. give it to you. I'll give it to you. It's Batman Begins is the first one. Oh well played. The fir- yeah, the first oh, well one. Well played. How many of them? Well, if you remember, the first one really was focused on the crime you know, world of Gotham City, and oh. there were a lot of gangsters in it. And so ultimately, I figured that was a nice one it's to throw in there. To ch- yep, yep. It was, Throw in there as a that was the I'm, original name of Batman Begins, Gangsters. <laughs> if only you had guessed at that time, Lexi, I could have given it to you as a potential. Oh, so, all right. You're such Gangster. a mom. I love it. <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody remember this one, but it, but it's a personal favorite among, I'll say this, gangster comedies. As you get a number six. Meet Paul Vitti. I know. So great, never felt better. 
a mob boss with a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got stress. <laughs> I, I know what it is. Floyd. Floyd, go ahead. I'm going to take it away. Is it my cousin Vinny? No, but a, a good try. But it, it was oh, I love my era. cousin Vinny. I know, yeah, right? But there weren't really any gangsters in that one. So, but Marissa oh. Tomei's in it, and she's gangster. Yeah, and so is Joe <laughs> and, Pesci. And Joe Joe Pesci definitely played gangsters. Jeff, but he was... is that the one where Robert De Niro sees Robin Williams, the therapist? Uh, it would actually not be Robin Williams. It would it would be. Um, gosh, that's terrible. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But um, uh, uh, Billy Crystal. And that was Analyze This. That's right, yes. Oh, I do remember that movie. And there was a sequel to that. Analyze That. And mm-hmm. the, the sequel didn't didn't go over, uh, didn't do well, which is unfortunate, because basically they'd already announced that if there was a third one, it was going to be Analyze the Other Thing. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> wah, so, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that real, or is that a joke? I, I, that's what they said. They said it was going to be Analyze This, Analyze That, and Analyze the Other Thing. So, oh. <laughs> All right, so last one, Lexi. I'm I'm holding out hope that we can get you on the board on this one. Okay, let's. Is, is it the gangsters? <laughs> no, it's not. Part two. But but it is not the gangsters. But there is okay. a gangster as a big part of it. But it is not a gangster movie. Go ahead. Okay. Dad. Here I go. Lounge singer Dolores Van Carter. Oh, Floyd! Ah, sorry, Lexi. Uh, go oh, ahead. Man, I know what it is. This that's book. Sister Act. That's it is Sister Act. Act. Yeah, and that's a fabulous Act. movie. Because what happens in Sister Act? What is what is Whoopi Goldberg's character see that uh, sends her on the run? The she shooting. sees her husband. All gangstery in the casino. Yeah, basically blowing somebody's head off in the middle of the... What a, what a charming and heartwarming way to start a family comedy. But uh, that is indeed <laughs> what happens. So, Floyd, you're back in your winning ways. Congratulations. And Lexi, thank you so much for playing, but I'm sorry that uh, we couldn't get you on the board here. Playing, yeah, but we playing, but I listened a lot. Oh, well, we we deeply appreciate you listening, then. So, um, but hey, before we slide along, uh, Lexi, we usually with Jeff. Now we talk about all the things that are on streaming and fun things to watch. What have you been watching lately amid all the the quarantine stuff and being pregnant too? Okay, so I rewatched all of The Walking Dead except for season ten because I have to pay to get it, and I can't pay to get it because like gotcha. it seems like too much. Um, we've been watching Ozark. Okay, and. Mm, I think that's about all I care about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a few new things that we can go over that uh, you can check out if you have the, if the time and inclination. Has anybody uh, noticed that there's a brand new or going to be a brand new special related to the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Do you remember that show that was on oh, Netflix for a yeah. few seasons there? They're yes. Doing- they're doing a special called Kimmy versus the Reverend, and it's an interactive special. Yes, they're doing the Bandersnatch thing again, where it's a choose-your-own-adventure thing. Oh, Only cool. they're doing it with Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, of all things. So, Oh, that's going to be good. You can check that out on Netflix. Also, some older flicks that if you haven't caught up with or you wanted to revisit at some point, the movie that ended up launching Jim Carrey's career in Hollywood, Ace Ventura Pet Detective, just got added to Netflix. Um, also, do you remember this one from like about 10 years ago? It was with Brad Pitt. It was called The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Yes. And oh, yes. It's a great movie. the other day. Good call. Yeah, it's it. Uh, it's about a man who is born old and ages in reverse. So it it's got some very charming stuff in it. So if you've never seen it, it's definitely worth checking out. That's Netflix. like my life story, except I'm not aging younger. <laughs> <laughs> You're just kind of staying the same, basically. Staying old. 
Fun fact, uh, read the actual book of that. Like, I, I did the, uh, you know, audible of that, and it's creepy. The book is way weirder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it definitely, if you watch the movie, uh, it's from the screenwriter of Forrest Gump, and when you watch it, you can kind of see that, because it kind of takes the basic story and makes it into much more of a travel log of American history as, and a charming one as opposed to the basic well, yeah, source like- material. <laughs> Otherwise, he comes out and he's already talking, and it's like just mm-hmm. like a weird little yeah. Old man. That, like, that's ah. the weird thing about the about the idea of the story is that, is that whereas in the movie they have him like be born as a baby who's old, in right. the move in in the original story he just comes out fully formed as an old man, right? Mm. If memory serves. Yeah, yeah so. that's <laughs> more vagina, cool. like crunchy <laughs> crunchy beard and all, like yep. very weird. Yes. Uh, on Amazon Prime, the first season of the new show Upload has just been added. Did you watch this yet? Yes. What did you it's, think? It's uh, I watched the first episode, and it's like I don't. It's like a corny CW superhero show with dick jokes. <laughs> it's a very odd. If you never, if you haven't heard about this, it's a show. Uh, it's from Greg Daniels, who's a longtime television creator. He's one of the main minds behind King of the Hill, among other shows. And oh, it's about that's a world. Right. It's about a world where people, uh, when they die, can quote unquote upload themselves into their preferred afterlife. So basically, heaven is in a computer in this world. So it's it's kind of it's just, it's an interesting idea. But then we've had various uh, variations on the idea of the afterlife recently that have done very well. The Good Place, for example. So ultimately, it's it's an interesting, different take on that. And if you didn't see it and you're interested in a comic book movie that's not quite a comic book movie, uh, The Hustle just got added to uh, Amazon Prime as well. This is the one that came out uh, last... Oh, no, pardon me. That, that was The Kitchen. This is the one with... The, uh, this is the one with... Um, that everybody thought that uh, J-Lo was going to get an Oscar nomination for. Uh, that came Wait, out it's a comic book movie? No, no, that was The Kitchen. I got him confused in my head. Oh, I was the like, Hustle's what? Hustle, Hustler. Hustle, the Hustle is a totally different movie. So. Right, Hustler. Hustler. The, the Hustle. So... Jeff, oh, no, I'm right. so confused right now. Oh wait, no, 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 now I've got now I've got myself backwards. You're right. So my bad. So, all right. So, uh, on Hulu as well, uh, if you look looking for a new animated comedy, the creator of Rick and Morty has got Solar Opposites. Have you seen trailers for this one? Listen, so it's in my playlist to watch. I hope it's good. <laughs> <laughs> As in what? Like, like, like you, you, you don't sound optimistic there. Well, like, because I like Rick and Morty, so like, I think they're all in the same universe. Kind of like how Seth MacFarlane does, like, Family Guy, Cleveland Show, and like American Dad. They're all have, they're all like genuinely funny. But like, Rick and Morty is such like in the pop culture, and I giggled at Rick and Morty that I don't want this tainted. Gotcha. I gotcha. So, a couple other movies that have been added to Hulu. Uh, the Conjuring. Does anybody remember this one? Way back, the first one of this grandiose series that now has umpteen skillion spinoffs, but the very first one from back in 2011 is now up on Hulu if you want to check that one out. Also, a couple of uh, family flicks for you. Megamind, uh, which is an animated film, I believe, from Di- from uh, DreamWorks a few years back. And also, one one that got a, <laughs> has a surprising cult following, Monster House, uh, from a few years back. Remember I that love that point? movie. It's a Steven Spielberg movie. I love that movie. Steven Spielberg, and it has a very, like, it, it was going for the macabre kids investigating thing well before uh, Stranger Things was a thing mm-hmm. in pop culture. So if you're looking for something that your kids can sink their teeth into, no pun intended, that, you can check that one out. 
And actually, the funny part of that is I find that more adults like the movie more than children. Because like, I remember watching it with my nephew who wanted nothing to do with it. I remember I had a group at um, the old daycare or school I used to work at, and we're like, we had to get like permission slips, and the kids were not interested in that movie. But like all the, like, the other counselors were interested into it, so it, it's a good movie. I like it. Gotcha. So, and uh, also on Disney Plus, we we covered last week a couple of the big ones, but there are a couple of secondary stuff that you may not have known is going to be on there right now. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, which was the fourth one in the series, uh, has finally been added to that. So if you wanted to check that one out, and also uh, has anybody watched the the Mandalorian documentary series? The Disney Gallery is doing a set of shows about the first season of the Mandalorian. So if you wanted to go into the history of how that show was brought to life. You can check that out as well in uh, leading up to this fall, the second season, which has apparently not been delayed. It is still going to be on schedule for every Star Wars fan who's going nuts at the idea of seeing season two. Now that they've confirmed Boba Fett will, in fact, be in it. So, And uh, one last thing for you, uh, for anybody who is looking forward to seeing it as part of the summer months, uh, if you've seen commercials out there, Scoob. It is time for a Scooby-Doo reboot, and apparently he's lost the Y on the end of his name. But Scoob will be added on Video On Demand everywhere starting this Friday, so you can check that out for your kids. Zoinks! Mm-hmm. <laughs> anybody, like, like, Scooby-Doo's been around for over 50 years now. I mean, we've all, we all grew up with Scooby at some level, right? Or did, did anybody not like Scooby when they were growing up? I like Scooby. Scrappy-Doo got on my nerves, though. I think that you, you're not the only one. <laughs> let, me, let me throw this out for discuss for brief discussion. Okay. Uh, we all watch Scooby Doo, but we don't like. There's no love or devoted passion for it. I mean, maybe he needs a solid origin story. Well, the, the thing of it is that you, know, you say that, and I would definitely agree with you with my experience with Element. But then I come across people that do like these, you know, in-depth, deep dives into the history of Scooby-Doo on their, uh, you know, and uh, things like that on YouTube. So there is that passionate uh, fan base out there, just like I think there's a passionate fan base for almost anything. What I can really recommend for adults, though, there's a fascinating book by an author named Edgar Cantares called Meddling Kids which is a very thinly veiled reskin of Scooby-Doo and looking at uh, a pack of friends that are like Scooby-Doo's pack of friends when they grew up and how they all are, you know, kind of messed up middle-aged ki- uh, adults because ultimately they ha- they peak too early as kids. And, it, and it's really, it's a, it's, it's a hilariously funny book and it's also, it's very, very oddly charming and touching in a lot of ways. So if you have any love for Scooby-Doo at any level, I definitely recommend checking out a book called Meddling Kids. Well, we talked about it, sorry. I was say, we talked about it briefly on the show that the CW picked up the Scooby-Doo, like, storyline, and they're going to change it into, like, the Riverdale-type Sabrina-type thing, like a more darker version of it, which I'm interested in that. Story. Yeah, that's cool. Don't we all just want to see Fred and Daphne get it on? No. no. Are you kidding? No. Fred and Daphne is not the couple. Daphne Wait. and Velma is oh. the couple. No. <laughs> oh Lexi, I'm sorry, but I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> and, and can they all sit shaggy down and go, we think you need therapy? No, 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 and no, wash not, your hair, just like wash your hair, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not just therapy. He needs an intervention. I think we've all established that he is well past being the coded listen, stoner listen. character in that group, right? Shaggy so. is so heavily medicated. Like, he was my first introduction to drugs. I was like, what is wrong <laughs> with this man? 
Daphne and Velma. I'm dead. All right, Jeff. We'll we'll talk next week, okay? All right, not a problem. Have a good week. Thanks, buddy. Bye, friends. Right. Um, Lexi, you're uh you're free to go if you want. Thanks for the time. We appreciate All it. Right. It's good. To, it's good to hear your voice. I love you both. You want you want Frankie to say hi? Yes. Yes. No, Eric. Sorry. Oh. What do you mean, no, Eric? Wait here. Say hi, Eric. Wow. Good job. This is good enough. Hello. Can I talk to Nicole? Nicole, they want to talk to you. Oh, yeah? Yep, let me trade you up. She said, oh, yeah? Hola, humans. Hello. That is awesome how you tricked Lexi into having this baby, too. You like that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm yeah. a ninja. Yes, you are. Your hair doing like, and medical background has put all yeah. kinds of pixie dust on her. Yeah, and I was like, nope, not this uterus. You're <laughs> <laughs> She's well intact. Yours is already used. Mine is still new to me, so you pop this one out too. Mine could be used. I really don't have a recollection. Um, you know, <laughs> congratulations. Thanks. Um, what, are you, uh, what are you doing with your life these days? Oh, you know, just started school again, so got to go learn Latin in the next four hours and take a quiz on it. Woo! Um, go you. Online stuff, right? Yes. Okay. Boy. Well, one of these days, maybe we'll all see one another again. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe not. COVID maybe. could kill us all before then. We don't know. It, it could. I, I mean, yeah, if that's, I'd rather go with the asteroid or let the 5G towers fall on us. But if it's the virus, so be it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nasty. These patients are real sick. Hi, Frankie. Say hello. 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 Like you, you yell? You say hello. Hello. Why can't you say it louder? Say hello. 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 Aww. He's pretty pleased with himself, though. He should be. Um, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for letting, uh, Lexi hang with us. Sure. Yay. Always uh, a pleasure. Bye. Gentlemen. Bye. Uh, Floyd, let me introduce our next guest. Uh, the one and only, the fine counsel from that side of the bench, Dennis Swan from Swan and Swan Attorneys. Hey guys. Hello, Dennis. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that sounds so rude. No, that was me being seductive. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's seductive. <laughs> I'm not good at this. It's been a long time. Isolation has really messed up my game. I mean, I'm well. Sure everybody's coming out of here. <laughs> very awkward. Dennis, I, I don't need you what I initially needed you for. Okay. Um, so we can just do some general stuff and we can jump into some of the other things. So you're just on the podcast now and sure. uh, we, we can use some salty language if, if we need to emphasize some things. But can we ask you a personal question first? He sure. wants to ask you a personal question. Maybe, maybe I may not. I may plead the fifth. That's you are a lawyer. Yes, you can invoke any right. But although uh, this is this is a dictatorship, it's a it's a, a benevolent <laughs> dictatorship. Um, though I will Thanos finger snap you out of existence. Are you a single man? Um, no, I'm not a single man. Okay. Okay. So I mean, uh, you know what, uh, Your Honor, redirect. Can I ask another question? No, that's it. That's the okay. extent of your questions that you're allowed right. to ask. Case closed. Well, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. Have you me. never seen How to Get Away with Murder, Eric? You can't keep pushing it. You have to wait for the next episode. One question. Oh, mother effer. Uh, so I wanted to have Dennis on because Dennis is a lawyer. You might find this hard to believe. While everybody's in the in the business of doubting experts and scientists and people who are infinitely smarter than you, you might find it hard to believe that Dennis knows more about the law than you do. 
which is how it should be. Um, and I, I wanted to have Dennis on to talk about some of the things people, consumers, guests, shoppers can be aware of as we re-enter the world, but also what advice Dennis can offer to to business owners because this is you you might you might have heard this word. This is unprecedented times for all. And I've always thought from the outset of this that, that at some point lawyers are gonna come into play and Dennis, you are a fine one of those. Thanks, I appreciate that. And I think that lawyers probably already have in some respects come into play during this whole mess. But um, certainly it'll be more it'll it'll be more prevalent as we move forward. So how, uh, let's how, unpack this. How have they come into play so far? Because I have not heard of lawsuits at, at this point, but I, I do think that they're inevitable. Well, the first issues started to arise when we talked about constitutionality of a lot of these orders, right? Oh, like, yes. Can the government do what they did? And um, there were challenges, though I don't know that anyone anything has actually been determined from that. But that was sort of the first wave. Right. And then, you, you know, s- s- second wave is going to be if I had a business and I was buying stuff from people or whatever it may be, I'm not going to be able to do that necessarily anymore, at least in the same way that I may have promised in the past. Right. And so we can expect that there's going to be quite a bit of friction from that. Um, I was thinking more on, cause you're at, you're absolutely right. You're a thousand percent right. And one of the key things that you do is, and I know that uh, you're not, you are a defense attorney, right? Rarely. Rarely. Okay. Like when people go, how can you defend the, the, this murderous killer? And you're not necessarily defending that person. You're defending the rights that they have under the Constitution, correct? That's right. And if yeah. you can, it's like a cognitive dissonance, right? If you could, like, if you could get yourself out of that space <laughs> yes. of thinking about that individual person and thinking about the bigger picture, yeah, yeah. of course. I, I had expected at some point some some medical things to to arise because we know how litigious of a society that we can be in, and and maybe once things open up, we'll get to that where, you know. The, the 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 fly in the ointment with all of this is that the damn thing is so asymptomatic and contagious that you know you don't know where you got it. That's why we keep hearing you know test and trace. Um, what were to happen if I suspect I got the illness and passed it to someone at your business, which might not have been up to the codes that have been suggested or recommended? Yeah. So a couple things. Um- like this isn't that different than a lot of other things in our world so if it's raining outside really bad or it's snowing really bad i have an obligation to slow down even if the speed limit allows me to go a little faster Mm -hmm. and this isn't that different than that right so we have to act as what they call in the law reasonably prudent people under the same circumstances oh there's a lot of those on facebook (laughs) so so, you know what does that mean it means don't be an idiot right just use your common sense and you need to you need to adjust for the circumstances and just like if I can go 70 when it's a clear day, if it's, uh, you know, a blizzard, maybe I can't go 70 anymore. Um, there may be circumstances that things need to be scaled back in some way. And, yeah, there's going to be a lot of armchair quarterbacks, you know, saying in, in hindsight things should be done differently. But this is really touch and go. And I think a lot of business owners have a lot of anxiety about how they're going to address this. And rightfully so, I think. I, I said, you know, when – Things began to close before the orders come down. I, I threw out the suggestion that if I were a business, I would want to I would want to close before, and I know that it's going to cost me some things, but I'd, I'd rather close and lose maybe that money and that profit and revenue short term rather than me being um, at risk of someone suing me because they got sick because I wasn't clean enough. And, you know, yeah, then, but- then you'll never be open again. Yeah, so I mean, let's let's look at that the other side of it, right? I mean, aside from the fact that you have to do things that every reasonably prudent person would do, you also have to be able to prove that 
that was the place where you contracted some specific virus. And I mm-hmm. just find that to be nearly impossible to do. I mean, I, I don't know how you would accomplish that. Like if I go into a store and then I went into some, I, unless I literally only went to one place. Sure. I, I don't know how anybody's going to be able to prove that that was caused by that. Which is going to so, get, as we open up and, and introduce more variables into the equation, it's going to get more people angry because people, as they go out, will get sick. People will unknowingly pass things to people they maybe yeah. care about and they will die and then they will retrace their steps and not know where it happened. Yeah. And the, and the reality is, even if somebody takes all the precautions that the state is saying, you still could get sick at that location. So, yeah. It's it's really I don't really see this as this big boon for liability on business owners. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's a little bit. Uh, I think that's probably going to be a little bit too far, a bridge too far for the majority of these circumstances. Now, there's one area that I'm particularly concerned about, and that's things like nursing homes or long-term care facilities, because when you have clusters of something, it's a little bit easier, and the people haven't really left. It's a little easier to prove that there was something, sure, you know, in the water, so to speak. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I think by and large, it's not going to be like a cottage industry of lawyers like me, you know, blood sucking lawyers like me suing businesses. I, I don't think that's, Ambulance we're not chaser. expecting that. About, we're not expecting that. How about, how about this? This was just a, an armchair idea thrown around, um, a couple of weeks ago, some people that I, whose opinions I respect that it's not 5G nonsense, but what about like some kind of extra insurance? I know you're very well versed in insurance. Would there yeah. be some kind of insurance to protect places in some way? <laughs> A great question. We've been looking at a lot of policies over these last, uh, you know, couple weeks, and the majority of businesses own have a policy that covers two things. One of them is business interruption when something stops your business from operating, like a pipe bursts out front of your place or whatever that may be. The other one is uh, civil authority insurance, which says that if the government shuts you down, they'll cover it. Mm-hmm. Now, me explaining that, you would think, oh, well, both of those would apply under these circumstances, and what we found is that. The majority of major insurers in the United States have exclusions for viruses and bacteria. Oh, wow. And so unless the and I should preface this by saying that not all policies are written the same. Some are better than others. But, for example, we've looked at nationwide insurance policies that have this exclusion and some of the other big insurers. So for the most part, those provisions, while they seem like they should apply, don't apply at all. So it's more like if the city's doing... We'll use uh, like on Adams Street where there's been construction preventing preventing business from uh, being maximized, something like that, right? Yeah, or like um, a meteorite hits a building and then they (laughs) shut down, (laughs) they shut down an entire block or something like this. Uh, There's dead people everywhere. How can I possibly serve anybody? Yeah, knowing insurance companies, I wouldn't put it past them to have an exclusion in there for meteorites. So, what else has been going through? We, it's like I mentioned on text. Sorry, we haven't caught up in a while. The world's been a little yeah. hairy. But what, what other thoughts of yours have been uh, happening with well, all of this? You know, we we represent a lot of small and medium sized business owners, and I'm, I'm getting a lot of anxiety from them about sort of how to open and all of this. And I, I just find it so strange that the government would say to us. On one hand, you know, you guys need to shelter in place for X amount of days. And then at some point in the future, like arbitrarily, we're just going to say it's okay to open back up. Um, I I don't think that the government, by saying that, is necessarily going to unleash what they think they're going to unleash. Because I think the reality is people are going to be very skeptical to go to places. I mean, let me ask you two this. Would you guys go to, you know, let's say a restaurant right now? I actually work in a bar and we're in the process of planning on opening. Good. And I... 
been very vocally about this that I don't want to work for the first two weeks. Like, I want to see how everything plans out. Yeah, yeah. So, I am going to run business as normal. Like, I'm going to probably, if I do go out, it'll probably be carry out. So, I'm not interested yet. Okay. Uh, you're, you're, you're asking the wrong person. I've enjoyed all of this. Like, I appreciate not, ha- <laughs> not having to, like, turn you down to go out on a Friday or Saturday night. But we, we, Floyd and I have continually talked about how there's, like, three buckets of people. The some people are going to race out um, and maybe hopefully they'll be safe about it. Uh, masks and distancing, but they, they want to be out. Then there's people uh, like I think Floyd and I will pick and choose if we, you know, I'm not going to Walmart right now, but I'll go to Target and you can read between the lines there. And then there's the other people who will be skeptical whether they're, they just be, they're being safe. They, they're uh, immune compromised. Someone in their family is, and they just want to let other people be the guinea pigs. I, I think well, one of the, the, let me ask you this, Eric, let's say that the new, you know, the new Marvel movie comes out. You go into the theater to see it. Again, Whoa, I, go to good the movie, one. I go to the movies at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday morning and the only people there are old people anyway, and they're <laughs> staying home. I literally can't answer this question because I, my life is so adaptable to this. I, I need the law and order noise right there. Dun, dun. Dennis, <laughs> answer me this because as I've said, and, and you just stated, like nothing medically has changed. Yeah. It seems like people who protested and raised their voices. And I do think that they were a very vocal minority. Not all of them were holding guns at the state house, yeah. but I, I think they got their way. And the people who just stayed at home and sat back and were safe, they were just silent. But the minority in this case um, seems to have won out. But you're, I, I think you're right. Uh, the majority of people will, will stay back. But we saw- well, So here's the thing, right? Like when this all happened, the justification for this was we need to buy our health system time to sort of get its footing. Yep. Right. This this never was done so that this was going to eradicate the virus and then we were going to be able to come back out and it was all fine. Right. So the question always was, what's the point where we kind of accomplished that? Right. That the system is not as overwhelmed and. And maybe we, I I agree. Like that, that's all we did Uh, by, by, I say America gave seven weeks to this virus to buy time. So the hospital systems aren't overwhelmed so that people like my, my friend had a hard time getting a baby delivered the other day. They they didn't have beds. It was to make sure that, you know, things like that. And people weren't giving births in the back of cars and people with heart attacks. And we did that, but you're right. And the answer is we just don't know. Um, there's so much unknown. There's so much mystery. This this virus is so evasive. And I don't think yeah. there's ever been a time before where, at least in, in a recent generation, where we've had to measure economic impact and devastation and the, the impact on your, on your brain and, yeah. and what that's doing to your, your personal life versus, you know, death, sickness, and yeah. uh, and, and all that. It's, it's crazy. I mean, in some respects, though, this isn't that different than a lot of other things we do, right? Like we, we have set the speed limit on roads, for example, at 60 or 65 miles per hour instead of five miles per hour. I can guarantee you that if I set the speed limit on all roads in Ohio at five miles per hour, you won't see any car crashes or at least fatal ones. <laughs> but but we, there no. are certain trade-offs that we make in society. But we haven't been able to measure the miles per hour with this virus yet because it's been That's so true. evasive. That's true. Something and new. Something new. That's my frustration with this. Not 5G. Not murder hornets. Not pandemic bullshit. It's that 
they're seemingly, and I don't, I don't think that this is science uh, uh, stoking fears or anything like that, that we haven't nailed down the concrete symptoms of this yeah. and this new kid thing. I know. It, I, I asked the nurse like One friend, thing after another every day. Mm. Up, Floyd, right? Faye was over yesterday. Dennis, you know my friend Faye. John keeps trying to date her. Right? I know Faye. <laughs> so Faye is a nurse, and I asked her, I said, can you recall any other serious virus that that ails old people and just targets them in the crosshairs that doesn't also do that to kids. And she said, no, I mean, there's this, this virus is so different. So that's why I go back to, we don't know what the speed limit should be on this thing. And that's why everybody's yeah. at each other's throats for when, how, how much it's yeah, it's a, it's, it's really is a, a tough situation, but you know, so when, and, down, you know, the, Sue. No, that's not probably not the answer. You know, the the other but but there are some legitimate constitutional concerns here, right? Like these people who are protesting as uh, you know, sort of out there fringy they seemed, that they they do have a point. I mean, the government was sort of was acting somewhat arbitrarily. Certain things were allowed to open, certain things weren't. Um it really wasn't justifying those decisions so much. And I think that is a concern. I mean, look, in those type of circumstances, we should be the most skeptical of government action, I think, because that's when the overreach will happen. The other way to do it, though, and I I have just resigned myself to the fact that things and people, unfortunately, were going to fall through the cracks in a situation like this because there's 350 million people. There's different places all over the country, and it's not one size fits all because the alternative was like the China way of doing things. Either leave everything open or or literally lock things down. And yeah. we chose the middle, and things fell through the cracks. And, and, and I've, I've, Dennis, are you a Star Trek person at all? We've never discussed that. Um, I mean, I'm not for me, not particularly. I'm familiar with it. Okay. You know? So in this case, like all decisions that needed to be made would fall under the golden rule of Spock. The needs of the many <laughs> outweigh the needs of the few. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, that unfortunately, there are certain aspects of our culture that is not set up that way. Um, you know, for example, I don't know if you're how familiar you are with South Korea's response to this whole thing. But they've been very successful, and one of the reasons they've been successful is because they passed a law after, I think it was either SARS or, I think it was SARS, that permitted the government to track you if you became, um, if you became positive for one of these contagious diseases. And so what would happen is with this particular outbreak, if you tested positive for coronavirus, they had basically carte blanche to have tracked you for like, you know, the preceding couple weeks or whatever it may be. Yeah, I think that I think things were on, on maybe on everybody's phones. I think so. App. I think it was necessary and it was the law. And the question then comes, you know, in a country that respects freedom as much as America does and is built on sort of this you know, anti-establishment bend, would we ever allow that type of thing to happen? Or Never. could we even allow that to happen? And it's just the differences in cultures, yeah. I think, makes it nearly impossible for America to really handle that. I'm frankly shocked that everybody was so graciously abiding by these restrictions for as long as they were. Because it's just... I, it's, I, I look at that seven weeks, in, in, and I throw into the math where that seven weeks um, allowed people to rationalize, okay... So we got it from like millions of people dying to hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of people dying. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's probably accurate because, as yeah. you know, the freedom has a cost. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think that the invisible part of this that people don't understand is um, the asymptomatic contagiousness of it. You, I read a guy in the paper today who was getting shoes yesterday. Um, 
he's like, he said he, he wasn't wearing a mask, but his little boy was. And he said, I don't care if I get it. I just don't like, want my kid to get it. And he can see that. But the thing is, you might have it and pass it to your grandmother. And then she dies. And then know, you're yep. going to have a lot of regret. Yep, and that's the serious part. I don't know how people have been handling seeing like their older loved ones, but I know that it's been an anxiety-provoking situation, and it's that's a tough one. I mean, that's probably the, the the thing that really that that's the real bold point on this whole thing is that that we all have personal responsibility to the older people in our lives that we love to not, you know, transmit this to them and other people, and that's why uh, the people who are so obstinate and defiant about the masks like they're not they're maybe they're just not smart enough to critically think that if you're not going to do it for the person in line behind you who's maybe 65 or 37 and has diabetes floyd do it for someone i'm not 37 i'm 36 30 30, sorry 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 um it's the birthday (laughs) like when when we have the flu we stay home usually or you know, we know to cover and all that stuff. We take precautions. Right. Yeah. But the fact is you could be just as sick um, as having the flu, but no symptoms. And here you are touching stuff that, that yeah. like, that's the scary part that I don't think people are processing. Well, I think the ironic thing to me is that all of those people, at least in Ohio, who have been protesting about this are also under a government mandate, for example, to purchase car insurance. And they have no right to not purchase car insurance. They don't do that for themselves. They do that in case they hit somebody else. Mm-hmm. This is not that. This is not that crazy, really. If they, and frankly, none of them, no one was mandated to wear a mask. If you want to go out there and spread contagion to a bunch of people, no one's stopping you from doing it. I mean, yeah. other than just your own moral, whatever your own moral compass is. Just like. The lady we talked about earlier on the show that I'm sure you know about, the Republican lady, we we our our Constitution, the sec, uh, the First Amendment, sorry, encourages you to go out and call people the N word and the F word and everything else. Just deal with you have to deal with the consequences. Yeah, I don't know about encourage. But it, it sure permits. does. It permits you to. I yeah, I, a lot of people would see that as encouragement, like people standing on the steps of the Capitol with military weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just um, I, we were just at the Ohio Supreme Court not too long ago arguing about free speech, actually. Which is maybe a topic for another day, but yeah, we were just doing that whole thing. How are you uh, managing this personally in your humble abode on the east side? Um, well, I um, pretty much haven't had a significant change to my life, though I think that I I, I hate when people say that, but um, you know, I have a home office. I have a virtual reality headset, so if I want to just like go somewhere, I can just pretty much just be myself wherever I want. So you know, life's not been that tough over here really i get it i get it. like my biggest sacrifice has been i can't go to like maddie and bella in the middle of the day and just sit and drink coffee <laughs> yeah like i can't see a handful of people that you know i care a lot about but i can see them digitally i suppose look we live in a pretty good time imagine if this happened when we were in 1918 right now we, you were imagine, talking. imagine if this happened in 2001 yeah. we'd lose our damn minds yeah. <laughs> And exactly. Now- so, like, yeah, I mean, in 1918, we'd have, like, a Bible, a candle, and, like, you know. <laughs> and well wishes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, so, all things considered, you know, it could be worse, right? What a time to be alive. Yeah. So, I, I, think, I, I think what I've been doing, at least, is I've been trying to look at the bright side of this. I've been trying to find the bright spots and stay optimistic. Yeah. Um, my, uh, I, read a, I heard a great line the other day, and I wish I would have stolen it. I'm sure somebody said it um, before this, or before when I heard it. Socially distant, emotionally close. 
There you go. I mean, sure. doing all the Zoom stuff and, and Face FaceTime's probably... And my dad was on FaceTime on a brand new iPad. That's the level of pandemic that we're at. My dad was on FaceTime, and my dad is totally averse to technology, so... And I told you, my mom just discovered emojis, so... <laughs> there you go. Oh. Either good or bad, which blasts you with 10 emojis every day. <laughs> yeah, like, she's like, what does this mean? I'm like, oh, my goodness, ma. That, that sighing with a smile. She goes, well, why didn't they just have one sighing face? I'm just like, ah. <laughs> yeah. You're so not she went, now, Floyd now offering emoji lessons? Yeah, she's, she's been uh, emoji 101 via Professor Anderson. Dennis, you- as, a, uh, as a sociolite, and, uh, is, down, is downtown 419 still a thing, or are you guys just all too busy? Oh, uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of components to that organization. Okay. So as a formal nonprofit, yeah, it still exists. Um, the component that I always liked the most was the sort of urban branding side of it, mm-hmm. where, you know, it's it's marketing for the city in large measure, kind of altruistic. And this is like we don't get anything for that. But that that will remain. That'll probably never go away. Okay. The event I- component. I mean, this is a tr- tricky time to be holding mass gatherings. So sure. it's. Um, yeah, I would say we're shelving that for the time being. But so, uh, well, let me yeah. ask you: like you asked us, uh, what are your social plans as things open in the next couple yeah. of weeks? Um, well, I think that my parent, like my parents, kind of fall into a little bit of a higher risk category. So I'm concerned that you know I have to make a choice between seeing them and seeing you know the rest of the world. So that's a that's a tough balancing act. I I don't think that I will be very quick to rush out to you know a massive crowd of people listening to music but i'm over this like everybody else is at least in my mind but i also can rationalize it like just because i'm over this doesn't mean that it's gone so i don't i don't know the answer that's a great question i'll probably just uh be right here for a while (laughs) you could uh you could virtually go to hensville yeah you could sure i could see uh flit if i still live downtown i could see virtual dennis rocking out at hensville to absolutely <laughs> like, what, what's that well, what's that hologram doing over there oh, yeah, dennis so I virtual reality. That, you know i really think that uh virtual reality is having a having a, a real moment right now because these digital spaces where people can hang out on the internet now it's a lot different than uh, facetime or anything else because uh you can be in other spaces so it does give you the sense, at least, that you're a lot freer than you really are. And um, it sold like, a, I mean, I, I think the new most recent headset sold like a million units in like three days or something. I, I mean, it's really having a, a moment of sorts. So I don't know. The world's going to be different after this. I don't know exactly how. Maybe it's just going to accelerate our march towards all becoming cyborgs. Um, but I'm okay with that. Give me the vaccine so I can too. so I can have the nanites in me. Turn me into that cyber, so, cyborg. Yeah, I mean, we should t- also talk about the numbers on vaccines, just uh, just not to be pessimistic, but the fastest vaccine that was ever created, I think, was 14 months for, I think it was Ebola, um, or one of them. Uh, and so I don't anticipate that we're just going to get a vaccine in three months or four months like yeah. people are talking about. I mean, it's just not I practical. Think, I think the next uh, wave of real anger will be when when there are some hard decisions made about school after like maybe midway yeah. through the summer or so that's when yeah. that's when it's going to be another uppercut to to a lot of parents and beyond yeah and daycare i mean this most recent one everyone was expecting daycares to reopen how do you send people back to work if they've got kids and they can't go yeah. to daycare i mean it's just it's well, a mess i saw some people bitching that the that's the government's way of people getting kicked off unemployment but that that might just be like an unfortunate uh 
accident or mistake or oversight, whatever you want to call it. But in, in that case, I would hope I would put the onus on employers to be thoughtful to their employees to help them work through that. Well, and I'm not sure how they could do that. I mean, if they're not permitted to give any sort of child care, what are they, I guess they ought to just let them stay on unemployment. I, I don't know. Perhaps. Because you have, yeah. you got to remember that, uh, you know, to be on unemployment, you have, I'm, I mean, you may or may not know, I'm sure you know, that there are certain requirements for you to be on unemployment. One of them is you have to be, in fact, unemployed, not and, capable of going to work, right? And they are, as, they are as lax now as they've ever been. That's why the numbers are so yeah. high. Yeah, which is so, a whole nother problem, guys. We're going to be paying for this thing for a long time, but, um, you know. No, uh, anybody plan on, nobody on, on this side of the phone is planning on having kids, so they won't have to pay for it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't we know. I we won't have to pay for it. Kids. Well, then guess what? We're, guess what? Take all that unemployment money because, yeah, grandkids are going to – when uh, when my friend Jody, uh, her husband was over, I said, your daughter, her grandkids will be paying for all for the tax money you're getting now. Yeah, and I find it remarkable how, like, not to get too political, but, like, Republicans were so against sort of universal basic income and all that, and then all of a sudden this happens and it's the checks start flying, you know? It's, it's, it's the it's optics. Remarkable. They, they had to do it. Remarkable. Floyd. Um, yes, that's me. Do you do you, do you want to Ron Dennis and I could talk for hours? You oh, go? you're good. I have to I have to go be 36 going on 84. I have to go pick up my prescription from a local pharmacy. Be safe, man. Thank you. Right, Goodbye, I'll, Dennis. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Oh, Bye. ready? Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, hi, it's just me and you now, but yep, yeah, yep. we could uh, So what do you, do you cut this later, I assume, obviously. What's that? You just cut this later or what? Oh no! This is going to get uploaded in like five yeah. minutes after we wrap cool. up. I just want to see if you had any uh, any other final things to, to leave on here as we wrap up because it's been a good discussion. I don't think so. I think that's uh, that's great, man. Uh, it's good to talk to you. Um, keep doing your thing, and uh, let me know if you need me back. What? Yeah, I, I won't be. I'll be right here. Right, yeah, virtual reality. You know, yeah. one one thing that has I don't want to say sucked. I've worked around it, but uh, it's been a. a we got screwed when we got screwed real hard when they moved that Avengers game back to September. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but there have been no games that I've wanted to play or buy lately. Oh, I'm a little less uh, into the Marvel world as you are, but um, th- this is a this is a heyday for gaming. Really? What, what, oh what my if, god, man! But but like, there's been no hot new games except what Nio Two. Neo? Um, so I, I, I've been into this game called Sea of Thieves. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with Rare, Rare the company who used to make games for the Nintendo 64. For I, anyone I'm who not. has any nostalgia, they made a pirate game. So you can go on the, the seas and you can loot ships and whatnot. And I've just been losing so much time in that game. What's, is it on Switch? Uh, no, but Animal Crossing, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> Nothing came out. I've heard about Animal Crossing. Wait, but tell me about the Sea of Thieves game. What what platform is it on? Uh, it's on Xbox, PS4, and... Um, okay, I'll look into it. Oh, it's phenomenal. I mean, I can't even tell you the amount of hours or something in that game. A couple weeks ago, um, so I go back and pick up old games all the time, and when I've let them sit for years, I'm like, oh, shit, I, I never finished this DLC. I did that with... with I was glad that I had gotten Arkham back from you because I hadn't finished DLC. It's a great and one. I, I got uh, NBA Playgrounds. You know that yeah, game? Yeah, phenomenal game. I just play it all the time. I uh, I'm I went back to it and I had no players unlocked except for what the cards gave me. And I'm like, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna like just play it and play it and play it and start buying players. And after like four hours, I'm like, fuck this! I'll pay the twenty bucks for the uh, for the. <laughs> well, that's the that old games. By the way, video game stocks have been through the roof. Yeah, on this whole thing. So you know, 
the the thing is that there are winners and losers for everything, right? Yeah, and yeah. That's that's the thing I think is people need to look to some sort of optimism and some bright spot here. Uh, not to, it's not it, it is a zero sum game in some respects, right? But um, it's there 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 are bright spots if you look hard enough for them. For that's for awesome. just a random, just pull a number off the back of a napkin here. For ten local businesses that close because of this, there will be ten local businesses that will arise from this. I think that's right, and and the ones that will be the most successful are the ones that have been nimble, have been able to change very quickly, and had web infrastructure in place for things like you know online ordering or any other way to engage with their customers and, and that 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 was probably the case anyways it was just going to take a lot longer than it did yeah uh, i mean I've, I've heard this as a business tenant before and, and now it's certainly playing out um places like j crew and neiman marcus guess what they were going to go out of business anyway because they were poorly run and they didn't pivot and modernize for the times yep. all this did was ex- expedite yep. the process and it'll be a it'll be a, a very convenient scapegoat for a lot of companies to blame for their failures but yeah this a lot of the inevitability here was going to happen one way or another with or without this the reality is though now if I go into a J Crew or something and I try on a, uh, a shirt and then I don't buy it, what is the company going to do with that shirt? I mean, it's just it, the, the, oh, the yeah. problems are. I mean, it's an infinite problem for brick and mortar retail, which is sad. I bought. Uh, I got myself some birthday presents and I did some online retail therapy and I bought some sneakers over the weekend. And I, I did think, and for the most part, I, I think I've only ever returned one pair of shoes I've bought online. Yeah. Um, but I, these shoes that I bought from Finish Line or Nike, I, I am under the understanding that they might not take them back. Yeah, I don't know how that's, you know, I honestly don't know how that's going to work. I mean, look, the, my understanding is that this virus only lives on surfaces for up to 24 hours. Right. At least what I understand to be true. So I suppose in theory, if you take a refund and then you or like a return and then you just sit it somewhere for long enough, it yeah. should be fine. But, you know, just, we don't know. Like in the same way, I, I, I believe, I mean, I believe that people at the CDC and the Surgeon General are much smarter than me. And we did do a quick 180 from no, you don't need masks to put them on. So, yeah. So anyways, man, be, be safe. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, 